Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mornette. Today we're talking with three local nonprofit organizations, Exchange Club of Naperville's Ribfest, Janie's Hope, and the League of Women Voters, Naperville. Watching Spotlight, and today I'm joined by Bob Black and Pete Paulson. They are representing Ripfest 2019, right? Yes, we <laughs> are. Yeah, we are excited. And Bob, I'm going to start excited. with you because okay. you know maybe somebody's been living under a rock and doesn't know what Ripfest is. So why don't you tell them? Well, Ripfest is all about having fun. We put this on every year. Exchange Club in Naperville puts this on every year, and people come together. They have ribs. They listen to musical acts. Uh, they have a good time. Um, we raise funds. Uh, for agencies for the prevention of child abuse, prevention of uh, domestic violence, and people come in, they have a great time. I think that's so important, right? I mean, A, the fun is obviously the fun part, but yes. I think the other thing, and you hit it, is the fact that this raises funds, and I think lots of times people don't remember that, right? They, they do not, and uh, part of what we are always trying to do is uh, have that message come across that this is, yes, it's a great time, but it is a fundraiser. And we were raising these funds for their agencies for the prevention of child abuse and domestic violence. Yeah, it's a party with a purpose. Party with a purpose. I love it. I love it. So, Pete, who's in the lineup this year? Who, who should we be excited about? Oh, you should really be excited about July 3rd. I mean, we got Living Color opening up for Billy Idol. Um, that right there is my favorite night. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a good night. I'm really excited, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the following day on July 4th is uh, we've got Flo Rida. Yeah. And on Friday we have Brantley Gilbert. And on Sunday we have Bad Company showing up. You got some big bands coming yeah, we in. Got some big yeah, bands. and a lot of diversity in those bands. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, uh, for the July 4th, we have KC and the Sunshine Band opening up for Flo Rida. Yeah, that is an interesting combination, <laughs> right? I, I'm fascinated to see what the crowds look like for that. As we are as well. <laughs> yes. And then you have fireworks, obviously, too. Yes, fireworks right? on July 4th. Okay, all right. And then other than kind of some of the, you know, obviously every year you have new acts, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And you rotate that around, which is really nice. What right. else is new for this year's uh, Ribfest? Well, something new this year for Ribfest that we just kind of put together is we're going to have some food trucks. Nice. Um, food trucks at the north end of the park. Um, they're going to be there. I think it's... Um, uh, so this is something that we're trying this year, and I, we're pretty excited to see how that goes. Okay. So Very popular these very days, popular right? People really days. like that. Yeah, and I think, do. you know, that kind of gives a whole different vibe, particularly with the music and Absolutely. everything else. So. Yeah, this is going to be uh, where the, the concert goes are at the, there, so they can, you know, they're coming here, they're listening to the music, get something a little different to, to eat while they're having their, drink, their drinks also. And, and we'll see how that goes. Okay. Well, and I love that you're always trying new things, yeah. right? You know, I mean, you have a long, rich history, but every year there's a little something new, which Absolutely. is good. Absolutely. Yeah. So now talk a little bit about, um, you know, something people maybe don't know about Ribfest, because obviously we know there's great food, there's great ribs, there's great entertainment, there's lots of fun. What's something maybe we don't know about Ribfest? We actually have, uh, there are actually two parks to Ribfest. Okay. Um, there's a North Park, which is the concert venue side, and the South Park, which actually is a cheaper ticket for the family side, and that's where all the ribs are. At. Okay. That's where our carnival's at, um, our petting zoo for the kids, 
and we do have a stage in the south as well. Okay, okay, so there's a little bit of separation, right. kind of adults to the one side, more a little bit more family-oriented perhaps on the other side. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and the petting zoo, which is always popular mm -hmm. with the kids, yes, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Bob, did you have something you wanted to add lower, to that? Lower charge to get into the south end, and okay. there we go. Okay. Family, family and families can come in, and it's a nice day. Okay, now they can listen to the music, obviously, on the south side, but then they need a, a different ticket for the music on the north different side. Different ticket. Okay, all right. Now, obviously, you've been involved in Ribfest. I know Pete for a long time. I know, Bob, you have also. Give us a favorite memory. Favorite memory? I'd have to say last year, Steven Tyler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you always a big fan? Uh, my, I've got an older brother who is crazy about Aerosmith. Okay. And when Steven Tyler came out and he sick, came out with uh, Sweet Emotion, I got goosebumps. Yeah. I think a lot of people in the audience did. I was there also yeah. that night. And that was a good, and it was a beautiful night for yep. it, too. It was so, a great night. Yeah. Now, you have kind of the standing, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, what the options are for people when they're there for the music. I mean, you've got, obviously, you've got the sponsor tent, but you've got areas that people can bring their own chairs, stand, how, give us a little bit on that. Well, the, uh, area, the main area uh, right out front there, the, the grassy area, is people can bring their blankets, their chairs, and uh, come in, general admission, and watch the acts in front of the main stage. A lot of room there. Mm -hmm. um, they do have the um, option with the sponsor's tent tickets. We uh, do have a front of stage area. Oh, so okay. if you are really um, into the act or into the group, we have um, an area that you can come up there right in front of stage. Uh, it is an additional charge, but you are right there. Yeah, right you are there. the groupie like Pete was for Stephen Tyler, right? You're right, right there. You are okay. right there. Okay. Uh, and we do have a skybox area too. I'm not sure that uh, everybody oh, knows about that. I'm not too. sure that we do too. Yeah. Where, now, where exactly is that located? The skybox will be load, uh, located um, uh, within a direct view of the main stage. Okay. Um, off to, as you're looking at the main stage, off to the left. Okay. And you come up there, you've got uh, a, a sitting area, you're going to have food and drinks, and it's a nice, very nice experience. Okay, mm -hmm. so a lot of different options depending on what kind of experience you're Great looking options. for. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Bob, do you have a favorite memory? Oh, boy. You know, there are so many memories that I've had from Ribfest. It's hard to, to really bring together, but I think, you know, my favorite memories are actually just working with the people there. Yeah. Well, you, you all come together at the yeah. Exchange Club. I mean, oh, it yeah. doesn't happen by it's, itself. It's, it's, you know, after the four days are over and you're exhausted, but then you're like, you know, I've been working with these people so closely for all this time and for these four days, you know, then you start to miss them even after you've been working this. Yeah. Thing. Maybe right not there. on the Monday, but maybe no, yeah, maybe no, no, maybe yeah. on the Tuesday. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple <laughs> maybe on days. The Tuesday. Maybe a couple days yeah. later after you've rested up. Sure. <laughs> okay, so just uh, reminder dates and where can people get tickets? So our dates are July third through July sixth, and if you want to get tickets, go to our website. Okay, wonderful, and all the information is right there for all the options that we've talked about. Yes, it Correct. is. Okay, wonderful. Well, listen, we are super excited. We wish you all the best with it. We're fingers crossed for superb weather be uh, because you've worked so. hard hard and oh, yeah. that's you know really uh, that's something we can't control so we'll just hope for good weather for you so I know everything else will be terrific all right thank, thank, thank you. you if you would like more information or to purchase tickets for Ribfest please go and visit the Exchange Club's Ribfest website we're gonna take a quick break but stay tuned we're coming right back with more spotlight at Busey our story centers around you, your goals, and your dreams. You dreamed of owning your first home. You partnered with us to customize a plan. You started a business. You trusted us to guide you through the ups and downs. You wanted to leave a legacy. 
you allowed us to bring your dreams to life. Thank you for partnering with us to make tomorrow's dreams today's reality. Busey, your dream, our promise. Stay up to date on what's happening in our neighborhoods and schools at City Hall and all across town with NCTV 17 News Update. Email directly to your inbox once a day, Monday through Friday. This two-minute video not only tells you the latest news, but shows it to you all at your fingertips. And that's what's happening right here in Naperville. And the best part, it's free. So sign up today at nctv17.com slash subscribe. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette, and joining me now are Dr. George McArdle and Ivy Elkins. They're here to talk about Jenny's Hope. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Good to see you, George. Good to have you back with us. Thank you, Jane. Uh, tell us a little bit about Jenny's Hope and how it got started and why. Sure. Um, my dear wife, uh, uh, very healthy, uh, uh, non-smoker. Um, worked out well, ate well, did all the right things, and uh, one day she uh, saying she was troubled with a cough and not feeling well, and uh, the next thing we knew she had lung cancer. And uh, obviously it was uh, devastating to both of us. Uh, she went through uh, chemo and uh, surgery for removal of her left lung, and uh, we thought we had it beat, uh, only to find out three months later it had spread through the balance of her body. Mm. Um, I'm so sorry. And a few months after that, she passed away. So hence, uh, you know, she was a remarkable person, a great teacher, um, and we thought, you know what, we needed to do something. Um, how she got lung cancer, we were baffled by. Um, and so we did work to find out why that might happen and what are some of the reasons. And then we thought, you know what, we need to do things to do a battle for, for people and, uh, and try and reduce the incidence of lung cancer. So we started the foundation and we went from there. Okay, so. okay. It's been a long journey for you, hasn't long it? Long journey, yeah. You know, now it's been uh, approaching 10 years. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's been a long, but you know what? been wonderful and people like Ivy and and so um, it's it's been very fruitful we've raised uh, money for lung cancer uh, research and um, have had some good outcomes of some of that and so it's been a very positive from very from a terrible negative to a very positive well you've certainly so, tried to focus that way so absolutely. that's positive right absolutely. now Ivy I know you are also a uh, lung cancer survivor mm -hmm. I know that doesn't mean you're out of the woods so tell us a little bit about your journey Sure. Well, I was diagnosed with stage four non-small cell lung cancer at the very end of December 2013. But my journey started a good six to eight months before that. I was having trouble with my right elbow and I was having some pain and in my elbow and also in my neck. And initially I didn't think much of it, but I went to my primary care physician who pretty much said, I think you're overusing your computer. It's a typical overuse injury and prescribed some physical therapy. So I did that. It didn't really help very much. And to make a long story short, I spent the next six months going from physical therapist to orthopedist, um, to a different physical therapist, to a different orthopedist, and nothing really worked to make my elbow feel better. I eventually ended up having an MRI done of my elbow, and they found that there was a mass in there that had eaten away 
at the bone. Hmm. And they didn't know what that was, so they did a biopsy, then found out that it was a type of cancer that doesn't come from the bone, so they needed to figure out where it had originated in my body because it had obviously spread there from somewhere else. I had a PET scan and they found that I had a mass and some nodules in my lungs. So that was the source of the cancer. And to say that I was shocked was putting it mildly because no. I had problems with my elbow right. and then I ended up with a stage four diagnosis of lung cancer. Yeah, that's very scary. I mean, very, very scary, scary in the sense that you're not even feeling like it it's even in the vicinity of where the problem right. ultimately. Right, I had no um, symptoms that you would like think to identify with lung cancer. I didn't have breathing issues or I wasn't wheezing, I wasn't coughing, nothing. And what I didn't know at that point that I know now is that you don't need to have those types of symptoms to have lung cancer. Frequently, lung cancer isn't diagnosed into a later stage when it's spread out of the lungs. Mm. And I had no idea, wasn't on my radar screen whatsoever to think of as something I was possibly going to be diagnosed right. with. But I have since learned that anyone who has lungs can get lung cancer. Okay, well, and I know, George, you, you've talked a lot about that in your mission, but say a little bit more about it, if you would, because I think that's been a big push for you, right, in that it's, it's non-smoking, how does it present, where did it come from? Well, yeah, Talk oh, about no. the mission of, sure. of your work. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and Ivy's hit the nail on the head here that um, um, lung cancer is a, a very secretive disease. Um, you can have it, not know it, uh, and so um, it's very important that we get the word out. Um, obviously, um, you know, we, we, we raise funds for cancer research. Um, that's our target. Uh, Ivy works in a different area, more in the advocacy side. Um, and so, but it, it's important for us to let people know that, you know, like with Ivy, like with Jan, you know, you can have it and not know it. So it's important to, um, to be aware. Uh, and when things change in your body, you know, you need to have an examination done. Uh, the earlier it's caught, the best opportunity create, it's created for your, your getting a cure. Sure. Um, or at least getting yourself to control it. Sure. And so um, early detection is is paramount. Yeah. So. Yeah, with all cancer, right? All I mean, cancers. all cancer. Absolutely. How does ID, and you know, George talked a little bit about it, but how does your work with the advocacy, how do you connect in with things like Janie's Hope? Well, I was, I've been really fortunate in my treatment, and that is due to a lot of research that has been done in lung cancer in the past five to seven years. Um, I'm on a pill. It's an oral medication I take every day, and because I have a specific mutation, a specific type of lung cancer, that suppresses my lung cancer, and I can live a normal, active life. Okay. Um, if it weren't for organizations like Janie's Hope and other private funders of lung cancer research, I might not be here right now talking to you. It's, it's the unfortunate fact that lung cancer, although it's the largest cancer killer in the United States right now, only receives a fraction of the funding from the federal government that breast cancer or prostate cancer receives okay. and 
it actually more people die from lung cancer than either of those two cancers. Okay. So that's why it, organizations like Jenny's Hope and my working with them and other you know foundations is so important because we really need the fundraising that Jenny's Hope does to help fund more research so that more people can have better options to live well and live longer with lung cancer like I have. Well, sure, absolutely. So as we wrap up here, your fundraising efforts, what are we doing? Give us a quick snapshot. Uh, well, a quick snapshot, the shortest one is that, for instance, uh, next Wednesday, um, uh, there's a new restaurant opening in downtown Naperville, uh, Red Arrow and uh, they've agreed for the funds that they raise, uh, the, the uh, monies that are earned that day, um, they're going to give a portion of it to the foundation. So we're going to bring a lot of people there for them, uh, and uh, hopefully that will be successful. Also, we have, uh, I'm, Jannie was a big White Sox fan, as I was. We grew up in the southwest side of Chicago. And so each year we, uh, we uh, have a White Sox game that we bring a bunch of people to, and that also raises funds for us and so on. And then there are other things that come up from time to time that we certainly participate in. You know, for instance, targeted therapies and so on that are, that are becoming very prevalent in terms of a treatment modality. And so we're always looking for areas where we might be able to step in and offer some support. Wonderful. So, well, you. listen, George, appreciate all the good work that you're doing on behalf of those like Ivy who are battling hard uh, against lung cancer. And we hope that we won't have to keep seeing you come back. Thank you. So thank you. If you would like to learn more about Jannie's Hope, please visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go away. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. At Busey, our story centers around you, your goals, and your dreams. You dreamed of owning your first home. You partnered with us to customize a plan. You started a business. You trusted us to guide you through the ups and downs. You wanted to leave a legacy. You allowed us to bring your dreams to life. Thank you for partnering with us to make tomorrow's dreams today's reality. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett. I'm joined now by Becky Simon and Susan Greenwood of the League of Women Voters, Naperville. So welcome. Hello. Hi, Jane. Good to see you both. Yeah. I'm going to start right out with you, Becky, because obviously there's a lot going on in politics, both here and abroad. Um, but tell me why the League stays nonpartisan. Well, League is proudly nonpartisan. We do not support political candidates. We do not oppose political candidates. We educate voters and we register voters. When we have our candidate forums and debates, we include anybody who's on the ballot. To us, winning an election means increasing voter turnout. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, and so that's the primary mission for you. Yes. Okay, wonderful. Susan, 
I know that the league has been involved in some environmental work in yeah. the past, which thank you yes. for that. We appreciate yes. it. Um, but you have some other topics and issues that you're working on today. I think one of those is kind of that whole voter education. So say a little bit more on that topic, if you would. Yeah, that's what I want to jump on is uh, because in addition to being nonpartisan, we're very, very education based. So we feel that it's never too early, never too soon to take children to the polls when you're voting. We also gear up a lot when kids get to high school. We do mock elections at high schools. We do birthday boxes. This is so exciting. Um, every high school student who will be 18 by the time an election uh, happens will get a birthday box. And in the birthday box is information about elections um, and then a handwritten personal note letting these children know how important elections are. And then, of course, we give them a Tootsie Roll. Oh, well, why not? Because so. everything's sweeter with a Tootsie Roll, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. Now, say a little more on the um, mock election. So uh, what does that process look like? This is really enormously exciting because we're heading into 2020 presidential elections. So currently, um, there are five high schools that serve Naperville residents. We have connections with three of them. And hopefully by, hopefully with this kind of wonderful publicity, we will have all five. Um, the league works with the election commission in DuPage County and they bring election equipment. So they, you really, the high school students really get to go into the polls and vote for the presidents. Um, so you can see that there's a mock ballot and it, I think it's pretty exciting that the kids, even if they're not old enough, can ha have to start to think about what um, presidential candidates. So that will be happening in the fall of 2020. That's exciting. That Very. is exciting. Well, and I think it's that whole, you, you, you think about it by doing that. You elevate the awareness that yes. they need to be thinking about that. And, and it's always nice to do a test drive. Test driving is a good thing before you get to mm -hmm. have to go on the open road. And, you know, one of the things we like to say is democracy is not a spectator sport. And that's why you need to participate. You need to work. And that also um, backs into the league's educational. We have a lot of educational things that we do in, in addition to birthday boxes. Okay, that sounds good. Well, Becky, as you're approaching this upcoming election, what mm -hmm. do you see as some of the big challenges? Well, the election is coming faster than you can imagine. We are nine months away from the Illinois presidential primary nine months away. So we had a sit down with the DuPage County Clerk, Jean Kaczmarek, and we asked her, what can the DuPage leagues do to help you with the elections? And she said her biggest need is more election judges. Okay. Elections are run by people. It's not like a red box machine. You need feet on the ground to make that election happen. So we are working actively to recruit more election judges for the 2020 elections. Okay, and, and what, for those who may not know, what does an election judge do? An election judge, they kind of check you in, they check your signature, they give you your application to vote, and they get you all set up, they accept your ballot. If there's any kind of a problem with your voter registration, they'll walk you through that. Okay. So it is a long day. Okay. It is a long day, but you do get paid. Okay. Okay. And shortage-wise, I mean, how many would they be looking for at this point? Last election in April, they hit maybe 60% of what they were aiming for. They were aiming for about 1,500 
I believe. Don't yeah. quote me. I think they were aiming for about okay. fifteen. It's a lot of people, though. A lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important. So do your bit for democracy, and be an election judge. Okay. And, and I would like to say that um, uh, kids that that are eighteen and can vote can also serve as election judges. So in two hundred four, school district two hundred four, they don't. It's a non-attendance day, and uh, there are. Um, high school seniors in 204 mm -hmm. who have been election judges. That's exciting. Get I mean, that's started. a great way to get started right yes, away. Right? It's a little bit yeah. like the whole concept of volunteering. If I volunteer when I'm young, I'm far more likely to yes. volunteer when I get older. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, you've been doing a lot of work with Census 2020, yes? <laughs> Very excited about yes. that. Yes. So say, say a little bit more about that. Okay. April 1st, 2020, before, well, after our Illinois primaries, but before the presidential election in November is the census. The census is really boring to a lot of people. Maybe it's a um, good cure for insomnia, I don't know. But a lot of statisticians think it's incredibly exciting and it is important to everyone. The decennial census every 10 years is how the government figures out how many congressmen we will be yes. allowed to have to go to Washington and be our voice in our government. Okay. So it's very important for that. It also determines how much we'll get in terms of federal dollars. Yes. Yeah. If there is an undercount, one person undercounted in the census, it's estimated that they will cost the state twelve to eighteen hundred dollars per year in mm -hmm. lost funding. So that's twelve to eighteen thousand dollars over yeah. the course of a census that a state can lose for missing just one person. Wow, that's incredible. Yes. I, I'm sure most people didn't realize that. That's yes. an amazing fact. So it's important to have a complete count for the 2020 census. I believe Sadia Covert is organizing that for DuPage County. Okay, and you're working with them to yes. try to get that word out. We have out. a meeting next Tuesday. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Now, you're the League of Women Voters. Susan, you're wearing the badge proudly, yes. as are you, Becky. Um, what about men? Oh yeah, we, <laughs> um, you know we have been we've had men in our organization since the early 1970s, and as a matter of fact, our local league, our treasurer, is a man, Jeff Knezevich, who does a fabulous job. Mm -hmm. So also not only having men but also families. Um, you can join as a couple. You can join as a family, and to your thing that it's. It's important to start early to um, understand, again, democracy is not a spectator sport. You need to participate. I love that. I love that. That's a great message to leave us with. Yeah. So thank you. I thank appreciate you. you coming by. If you would like to find out more about the League of Women Voters Naperville and all the good work they're doing on behalf of democracy, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you want to learn more about the organizations featured on today's show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in your community, sign up to receive our daily news update. Or you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching.